0: What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the three count with your boy, Philadelphia's finest, Isaiah Frazier. <laughs>
1: Welcome everybody to another great edition of the 3 Count Podcast presents Now Entering and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling and by now after our 290th something episode, I would just think you would say with me, I am your Sherpa because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at AWA. You can find this man at Eclipse. You can find this man at Aeon, UEW. You can find this man at P-W-A-S-D. You can find him at EWA. He is half a tag team specialist. He is a single specialist. He is one half of the Fly Fellas. And he is that Dude, give it up for Philadelphia's Kill- finest, Isaiah Frazier.
0: What's going on, my man? Finally on the three count
1: now. Man. <laughs> it's it's been it's been wild because like we keep running into each other like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is this like not happened yet? And I was like, bro, like <laughs> So, if I like, I was like, yo, hey, yo, you
0: want to go on this podcast? <laughs> I was like, hey, just let me nudge him in this direction. Eh? you want to come on this podcast? Shoot, I'm always down to do podcasts, man, especially for you. Cause I know the first time I met you was at a vaulted show. I was like, I was just like, I need to be talking to this man. He looks awesome.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. Actually, the first time we met, it was at the summer, a summer event for C3W.
0: Oh wait, was it? it? Wasn't that festival? Yeah, was you guys. It? Were, it,
1: wasn't that festival, was it? it was like some cookout thing that they were doing.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that. It was in like somebody's backyard, and literally it was like, yeah, they had the whole works. They had DJ Quicksilver, everything. Yeah,
1: out. what's happening? It was yeah. There was a lot going on. See, not, not my camera's always messing up, but yeah, there was a lot going on in that show. I remember like. City was there and like, I forget who was there. It was, it was a wild, wild day. And I remember, I think I was working, uh, I think it was with, uh, Darren Carter and, uh, um, who was the other guy that was around? Uh, uh, I think it was Slate, Chris Slate. I think it was those, yeah, I don't remember because I've, I've done like four or five of those shows and I never remember. It's like, always oh, so much going on. I think you wrestled Bam and Slate that day, didn't you? It might well no. Vam and Slade had their own match, so then it would have been, it would have been, Car Yeah, Darian. Darian Carter would have been the one I worked. Just him,
0: because oh. I remember, they, remember they.
1: I think like they both showed up and they're like, "Hey, you guys put a match together," and like then they just tore the house down. They <laughs> they had just oh showed up. They're like, "All right, cool, they we'll go." Me. And then,
0: <laughs> <you know. laughs> so they came out. Follow that. But, oh we were all like, me. no, <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> no,
1: nah, I'm good, right where I'm at. I'm great, yeah. and then we ran into each other, at the voltage of it. Now, I was like, hey, like this is gonna be so much fun. And I think you guys had just worked Dog Nation, and I was yeah. like, yo, and this that, was is, yeah. that was fun, yeah. Yo, you guys had look looked like you were having a blast. I'm not even going to front. Like, it was such a good match. I was I was wrapped up into it, and I was like, yeah. I was like, these guys look like a, a bunch of guys like I could just party with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can party with these guys. I'm not going to lie, though. When I jumped off that little deck thing, I was scared. I was scared for my mind. I was so scared. I was like, hey, hopefully I don't <laughs> land in no dog poop here. <laughs> I think the other part too. I, I had
1: just worked like Will Knox at the same show too, and I was like, our match was okay, and then like everybody was just having fun, and I was like, man, I had some friends that came over. They were like 15 minutes away, and they're like, I want to come watch you wrestle, and I was like, I'm here right now. And they're like, boom, they flew. In we're on the way. Me, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, say less. So they got to see me. It was cool. I was. Uh, it was a trip though. I did love the Voltage shows. Which by the time this episode comes out. We have already been on the Voltage Show, so you know, like, hey man, so how did you feel about the Voltage Show that we were just at? (laughs) (laughs) Not
0: like it just happened. It's like, hey, how do you feel about that? It just happened. You're like, oh,
1: yeah, it was a, it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. We had some things happen, you know. Yeah, it was. Everybody got along really well. People got body
0: slammed. That's it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was what it was. You guys, you know, it was crazy. There was that one dive that you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, there was that one Canadian destroyer, you know, happened off the top rope. <laughs> that one Canadian destroyer.
1: Yeah, it really did. It really came off the top rope. No one saw it coming. It was weird.
0: <laughs> then every, at the end of the show, they ended it with a super kick. Yeah, I saw the one where the dude the
1: dude did the 450 and the guy kicked out at two. And then they did the, the roll up was the win. Like it was wild. It's weird because the- like those are things that happen at, at indie shows like... Uh, we had Jack Vaughn, right? And, and anybody who's watching his
0: TikTok blow up. I, like, I love him. <laughs> he yes. pops me every time on one. Every single one, he pops me. I was, I was, I, but
1: when I watch him, I'm like, dude, like, this is, like, as weird as this, this is a real thing. And I didn't think mm-hmm. that, you know, because being trained by, like, Sicken and being moved from place to place to place and, like, not really, I don't want to say being shielded from that, but just kind of just, like, seeing it play out. I'm just like, oh, well, it's like, I don't really yeah. see those things all the time. And yeah. then I watch, like, IWTV, and I'm watching, like, a lot of other promotions, and it happens all the time. And I'm like,
0: no i no selling, place. taking big moves, and then kicking out at two. And then, like you said earlier, roll up one, two, three. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> It's a surprise
1: roll up too, like
0: yeah, and it's like literally the weirdest one. It's a schoolboy. You're like, what?
1: Yeah, I so I recently had a match, but see, the funny thing was like I had a match recently with, uh, it was on IWTV. It was with Invictus, and it was with Diego, Ooh. and yo, our match ended in a roll up, but we built a story up that it was going to be like this surprise win, and yeah. it's exactly how it played out. It was awesome. The match was so much fun, but it wasn't like, oh man, like we did three Canadian destroyers and two four fifty splashes, and you know kicked out uh, at one, kicked out at one, and then we powered up and got hit.
0: <laughs> yeah, hit. Then did a double down and then let it simmer. It's like, all right,
1: <laughs> I be just dumbfounded. But yo, question for you right off the jump, I just want to ask: Who is Isaiah Frazier?
0: Who is Isaiah Frazier? Isaiah Fraser, it depends. On it depends on the day that you catch him, to be honest. Isaiah Frazier can be the most fun loving, happy go lucky guy. He'll crack jokes with you, but like when it's time to get serious and get to work, he's there for you. But he can be, he can be a little asshole, he can be a little bit of a loudmouth if you piss him off. So it's like you can get the best, you can get the best of both worlds depending on what day. So,
1: so I think that's the one thing I love about like when you build up these wrestling characters is that, you know, they always say like the ones that are most genuine are the ones that are like closely connected to you or like an extension of you, like how other people say like you crank it up to like a thousand or some people say you crank it up to a hundred, whatever right. your number is. Right. But it's you and it's you accentuate like one thing that you enjoy about yourself and then you just pull it to a million. 100. And, uh, I feel like I feel like that's how people like gravitate towards you cuz they understand that, that that's your genuine self.
0: That's you it's More genuine. natural. You're not playing a character. And that's kind of like my thing. It's like you people get realness. Real real recognizes real. You can't sit here and go out here and put on a character like we're in the 80s and then think, "Oh, well, hey, I like that dude, but he's not real. He's not going to come out there and he's not going to win in a fight." Right. Like if you're yourself, you you know yourself as a person. Like, hey, I know I can win in a fight if I'm myself. But if I'm playing a, a part, nah, it's, it's not happening.
1: Nah. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't believe it, the crowd definitely doesn't believe it. And then that character really just kind of, like, fizzles out. Because even mm-hmm. when I was talking with Sicken, uh, the one thing about it was he was like, well, you're a military dude. You know, you should be, like, more stoic and more, like, stone-faced. And you should have, like, game plan. I was like, yeah, but... I'm not that dude. (laughs) I'm definitely not him. "Mm -mm." And then I was like, and also I was like, if you talk to people in the military, I was like, they will tell you that we have like this, we're loud. We have like this dark sense of humor. Everything is funny to us, Mm. you know? And he was just like, he's like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll try it your way. He's like, you're getting over as, as this serious guy, but we'll try it your way. He's like, sell me out on something. Give me a promo as you would do it. And I I remember doing a promo and
0: he was just like, We'll try this out. We'll see how this works. (laughs) And it's crazy just how naturally that it comes it comes like that. You start being yourself and then it's like, huh I got
1: I got lucky too because with with a couple cool mentors and people to help push me and kind of evolve things like uh I was able to get like my the idea of like how I wanted to tell this story of like my characters, like he's essentially Deadpool and he's just like, he talks to himself in his own promos and like, you know, it is true how they say, like, the more you work on it, the more you work on your craft, like the better you get at it. Cause I definitely went back and watched my first one. Just even recently watched my first, I have, I've been doing the red dog, the the adventures of red dog in each Mm -hmm. chapter. And I watched the first one. And I thought it was really good, Mm -hmm. and I watched it recently, and we're only on chapter six, and I was like, "Yo, that first one, it wasn't dog shit. It definitely (laughs) could have been a lot better.
0: (laughs) It was terrible, but it could have been a lot better."
1: (laughs) Yeah, but we're talking like we're we're talking like four months. It's not even like it's been that long. I'm like, dang, this guy's changed a lot.
0: (laughs) And that's what happens. Like you grow as a person. You start seeing like, all right. Maybe I can tweak this a little bit, or maybe I can make this just that little. I can do this just that a little bit more. That's what I do with all my matches. I will go back into like when I first started and watch some matches. I go back to matches I wrestled last night, and I'm like, look, I can tweak this a little better. I, repetition makes key. It's it's it's. I can't preach that enough. Rep rep repetition.
1: Yeah, and I love doing mental reps too, where I'm like watch, like I'll watch like. I watch like WWE or AEW or even Impact, yeah. and then like I don't I don't really critique the match, but I'm like, mm, that's an interesting spot to put there. I would have probably done it yeah. this way, put this here, done it this way, and then just the, just the idea. The one thing I got somebody I forgot one of our episodes that we had. Sorry, it, we do a lot of these. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> they their brother the brother was like, hey, I'm gonna go. Can I listen to you guys call your match? And I was mm-hmm. like that's a crazy idea. I was like, I've never thought about that. Like, let me just yeah. sit in and just hear you guys call this match so that I can kind of understand like how I want to build mine. I was like, that's a great idea. I was like, I want to start doing that now where I'm just listening to people call their match and be like, Hmm. Interesting. I kind of okay. do
0: that in the locker room sometimes depending on who it is. I like kind of sit near them and listen. Cause like, <clears throat> like with the capital vices, I always used to sit near them and listen to their matches and stuff. But like, as i'm starting like to branch out and go to these different places i'm listening to like their top guys call matches and other guys call matches just to see how they're putting their matches together i'm like hmm huh, let me see if i can do that with mine and then also watching it so i don't repeat it
1: i think that's the biggest one too is cuz what ends up happening and a lot of people who go to indie shows will understand like you'll get a lot of matches where they'll be like you know, you have two roll-up finishes on a show mm-hmm. that only has like eight matches on the card, and you're just like, "Oh, we saw that finish. It was just yep. earlier, or it was back to back." And that's yeah. like, that's and em- I don't want to say like that's embarrassing, but that's also kind of embarrassing because it's like
0: it is because it's like you're well, you gonna have two matches that finish with a roll-up. Like y'all couldn't think of nothing else,
1: right? It was cool too because like one thing that I got, um, I was working with uh tomahawk of the dark horses, right? And mm-hmm. mind you, like I'm still relatively young to the business by myself. Mm-hmm. But I thought about like him and I were talking back and forth about how we can gonna do our match and it was just something for EWA. And I was like, hey, like, you know, we could do like a tie up, we do like a test of strength. And right before we were gonna go do it, uh <laughs> Grizzly and I forget who he was working. They did it. They were doing the same. They were doing like kind of a slow start. And he was like, mm-hmm. Tomahawk was like, hey, yo, they're doing a slow start. We're doing a hot start. Here's what you're going to do. You're just going to attack me from behind. And then we'll yeah. just continue. we'll just run the match from there. And I was like, yes. bet. But that's like, the idea is like, hey, we just saw this happen. We're not doing it. We're going to do it this way. And I was like,
0: exactly. let's go. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's like, I wrestled in Connecticut this weekend. I was like, I was after intermission. I kind of like being that way so I can see what the first half did so I don't repeat it. First mm-hmm. half, I literally watched like two or three lockups. I'm like, I'm not doing that. We're going to start hot.
1: I think the one thing, too, is I always tell people, like, I love I love being like right before intermission. Either yeah. right before intermission, I want to be the, the the starter right before intermission or the first match after intermission. Like, every you know, everybody wants to be main event, too. Like, that's obviously like, yeah, I want to be that yeah. But I think it's something about being right before intermission where like you can either set the crowd like to intermission
0: happy or just horribly pissed i love that too <laughs> Like you never know what you'll get to yeah i agree i'm, I'm at to agree with that one too and that's why
1: i was like because not at that, that point too like like you said right you get to watch the, like the first couple matches see what everybody's doing and you're like all right cool that's what you guys are doing i'm gonna go and set my match this way and mm-hmm. then like if you're – and if, especially if you're a baby face and, like, the heel's going over and you're like, yo, just kick me in a dick and then just roll me up and this crowd's going to be
0: pissed. <laughs> and especially if it didn't happen to – like, and that's my thing. Like I think no type of, like, crazy, like, dirty finishes should happen within, like, the first three matches. Like, I feel like after you get to, like, that fourth or fifth match, that's when you start getting them, like, them storytelling matches and them storytelling yeah. Because the first two matches, you open them up, you get them introduced. Like, All right, this is a baby face, this is a heel. The next one, you already kind of know what's what. you got established establish baby faces and heels. Let that be the wrestling match. And then third one, kind of the same thing. Let that be the wrestling match, but you get a little bit of storytelling. Then as you start going through the show, that's when you start getting straight storytelling and just straight fire. That's just me personally, though.
1: No, I like that. It's a great concept. It's just like you you want the crowd to understand like hey like here's what we're we're trying to tell you here's everything that's happening and yeah. the further we go along like the more you're going to see if like everything else and then like obviously you get your heavy hitters like at the very end and those guys usually are there to tear down the house but i love being that one it's like hey by the way we're here to reestablish that i'm a good guy and that is not
0: <laughs> yeah exactly your storytelling you're and also keeping kayfabe alive you're like hey I'm here to reestablish, hey, I'm a good guy, and I'm here to establish he's not. So let's get this energy back up.
1: Yeah, I love it a lot. How did you get into the business?
0: Uh, I went to a GXW show, and it was in Leonardtown, Maryland, where I'm, where I'm from. I claim Philly to 215 all the time, but I was born and raised here in Maryland. I won't tell nobody else that. This is the first <laughs> time I've told anybody that. But... <laughs> I claim Philly all day, every day, but I was born here in Maryland. So I went down to Leonardtown Armory, and GXW was running a show, and uh, Brandon was on there. Brandon, and oh, actually, and Jason, too, were on there. They weren't the capital vices then. They were, like, their own individual entities at the time. So after the show, I hit up, I asked Brandon. I was like, hey, they're, like, a wrestling school. Me and, like, four of, my, four of my people that I was with at the time, we all asked, and they were like, hey, like, is there, like, a wrestling school or something coming here? They were like, yeah, actually, we got one coming. Like, let's let's get y'all signed up. Went down to Richmond, signed the contract, and then that was 2015 when I did all that. So I was fresh out of high school. So I was, like, 18, 17, or 18 at, at the time.
1: Nice. Yeah, and I guess, like, you know, if you also say, like, you know, Brandon and Jason are, like, two dudes that I just enjoy, like, Picking their brains and like talking to them. I know when I met when and it's wild too because like I met Brandon at a C3W show randomly and he was just like, "Oh hey," and I was like, "Hey, it's nice to meet you for the first time," even though we did a podcast together. And then like yeah. meeting Jason, I met Jason at one CW and he was sitting there tying his shoe and I was like, "What's up, buddy?" and he was just like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's him. I think that's what, I think that's what's trippy is that like. I go back and meet people and I know like they're great mentors or someone I can just ask questions to really quick and just get a quick answer. And it's weird that I, I meet so many people on the podcast, but I don't meet anybody in real life. And then when I first meet them, we're like, Hey, we've done all this stuff together. What's up?
0: <laughs> What's up? What's happening? And, like, and then the worst part is like, you can tell when somebody does doesn't remember you. Cause it's like, you tried to, you say their name and they're just like, Hey, they're like, uh. ah, yeah. You, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or they—they they purposely avoid saying your name, but they keep the conversation casual. Don't worry, I've had that happen a couple times to myself, and I may have done that a couple times myself too. But it's oh, like, I know I have.
0: yeah, a lie. To you.
1: people go they're just like, "Hey, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, bro?" I'm like, who's that guy? Who's that? <laughs> what was his name again? I don't remember.
0: <laughs> and I hate being rude like that. And I'm like, "Hey,
1: I... all right." I'm going to wait till you put yeah. your gear on and then call you by your name. When I <laughs> see.
0: That's exactly.
1: Ah, now I remember you. <laughs> Yo, uh, so everybody has one of these. And I know I've asked this question numerous times and I love It's my favorite question, but what's the worst bump you've taken?
0: Honestly, uh, I faced Tomahawk at ATCW. It was <laughs> recently, honestly. I haven't really had like too many crazy, crazy ones, but like, I faced Tomahawk and then we did a Death Valley driver, but he did the rolling one where he hung on to it and we did it on the apron. I'm not going to lie, that knocked all the wind out of me for a good 10 seconds. So, like in the videos on YouTube, you can see it and you can hear me on the ground. Like, I wasn't faking that time. Any other time, like I make a certain noise when I get landed on, kind of like just to sell it a little bit. Uh, I was selling that one for real that time. Because I'm not going to lie, Tomahawk's my boy. That's a big bastard. <laughs> He's a I was big like, dude. Yo, I was like, you landed on me. I can't breathe. I don't like none of this right now. But let's keep going. Yeah,
1: it was funny when him and I worked, uh, and I think our match is actually online, too. You can actually see our match. Uh, he came flying in with this, uh, this cannonball, and, like, it was my fault. Yep. Like, I knew I should have, like, lowered my head under the second turnbuckle, but I did And I just ate it. And it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was, like, the first thing he told me after the match, he's like, dude, you got to lower your head. I was like, bro, I was just going to eat that whole thing. Like, I was just okay with this. And he was just like. I was just going to
0: take it at this point. It's already <laughs> you know, happening.
1: One thing was going to happen. Either I was going to be okay or I was going to get knocked out and going to get pinned anyway. So yeah. it worked so either out. Either
0: way, I would have told you, look. Just finish me. If I would have been knocked out, just finish it.
1: Just do the roll. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. Roll up. One, two, three.
1: We got a lot of love for that match too, though, because you know, just like you know, Tomahawk's one of those workers. He's like, hey, no, Tomahawk will hit you. <laughs> Fuck. There he goes. We were, there he goes. we were, everybody was like, yo, this was like five minutes of just heavy hitting, and I was like, yeah, this is a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sore now
1: oh man all right so everybody has like these five characters that they pull from like whether it's on TV or wrestlers or whatever they really kind of model their character after so what are the who are the five characters that you
0: have pulled from I kind of uh mine's kind of all over the place I had like different generations and kind of different sports in mine uh, I pull from Randy Savage the Rock, Muhammad Ali uh, who else uh, Eddie Guerrero and there's one and Floyd Mayweather I kind of pull from all those just because of like when I put Floyd and Muhammad Ali it's like they're both loudmouths and so when I'm a, when I'm a heel I talk all kinds of stuff I am in your face I do not care if you're young, you're old, you're bigger than me, I am in your face. When I'm a babyface, I'm more of like the eddies and the randys and the rocks like i'm more of like the fire like yeah let's go like i'm here for all of you but i'm here to have a good time also
1: yeah. i like that i like that line, lot especially with muhammad ali and and floyd like those two were the biggest like trash talkers like ever in the game i don't mm-hmm. care what anybody yeah. gotta say ever Tyson Especially could talk, but Tyson had that mad list. But
0: Floyd was like, he's psychologically beating like, you. It's fluid with his. And then Muhammad Ali, he would just make you. He's like, look, I'm going to make you believe in me. He's that motivational speaker voice. I'm like, dang,
1: man, chill out. I'm like, nah, man, I believe. I believe in... Yo, it's funny, though, because Muhammad Ali said that he's so fast that he would hit the light switch and be in bed before the light turned out. And I thought, like... That was, like, one of my favorite things. Oh, this man is
0: smooth.
1: Yeah. I just love, like, his antics, though. Like, he would be talking trash, and he's just like, there's no way this man could be a champion. He ain't prettier than me.
0: He ain't prettier <laughs> than me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. My favorite one was, like, of course, it's classic. Foot like a butterfly, sting like a bee. The hands can't hit what the eyes can't see. I Yo. was like, man.
1: My man, he was just way too, he was, that was a, that's one of those light year generational talents that you just never see get repeated again. Like someone who had no, the hands no. that he had, the footwork that he had, the mouth that he had, like uh, you, you know were, you he used you to, used to dance.
0: Was that? You know, he used to dance. Like they say, like yeah. if you box, you got to dance. So yeah. I'm, all was, right. I can see why this man would literally be in the corner, hands down, just dodging like oop oop. I'm like, all right. <laughs> he had all, all right.
1: the. He was way too smooth with it. Uh Maybe. so being that you've been in since 2015, right? I'm sure you probably f- had a few of these handed out, but I just want to know, like, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being in the business?
0: That you always gotta learn, like, you can't. You have to be humble. You can't think you're top guy all the time because at the end of the day somebody's gonna knock you to your pedestal and make you feel like oh well I'm not top guy so I've had to learn that a hard way because I would always think oh I'm this and I'm that then I would get to certain places and I'm like whoa I am far from that and also just the i also say kind of like the working out aspect was like I have to really like you have to really look the part to really get far in this business. And granted, I don't work out as much as I should. I like food too much. So <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you right now. That's the one of that's two of the things that I had to deal with the most. Just getting the ego checked and just the fitness part.
1: I think it's something that I've like started to learn to I don't want to say starting to learn, it's something I've kind of known, but one thing is, is like a lot of people. There's there's always things to learn in this business, and to like make yourself more of. Uh, I, I don't even know, like more valuable to like other companies, yeah. right?
0: More of an asset to a company.
1: Yeah, and so like, the more you can bring to it, like the the better you kind of prep yourself for. It. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. like they only look at the wrestling aspect of what you can do because they'll be like, "Well, you've only been in the like." I got told like. You've only been in a business for two years. Like, what do you really bring to this? What could you bring to my company? And I was like, huh. And then like, hey, I, I was like, I was like, like, I make this, I made this graphic design. I have this podcast. I do all these promos. I actually work out. <laughs> like, I, exactly. I, I, I invested in myself. Actually. It's like, I have this promo picture. If you don't like that one, I have this one. Like,
0: this one. I was like, yo, I have, proposed, do I do? I have options.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty well versed. And so then at that point, everybody's like, oh, all right, we'll, we'll try you out for a match. <laughs> cool. That's all I wanted. <laughs> That's all I
0: need. Say less. Hey,
1: right, so <clears throat> one thing that I love, and I love this question, is what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers?
0: Just keep at it. And it's like what goes back to our first thing, repetition. The more you do it, the better you're going to get. Because you can't half-ass it. You only get in what you put in. So you can't just go in here and be like, oh, well, I'm just go through the motions and then expect to be put on stuff or expect to get it right off rip." it. You got to get in what you put in and you just got to just keep at it. Don't give up. Because I know there's times where I was at practice. I took my first, like, four or five bumps. I thought about quitting right off rip. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to do this. But I kept going. I kept doing it. I kept just seeing how better I was getting every single day. So I was like, all right, I can do this. So if I can give any advice to any young wrestlers today, study film. And keep at it. That's it.
1: I like that. So seeing that you've been around – and in a lot of different areas, right, I need one do mm-hmm. and one don't of the locker room.
0: One do, clean up after yourself. Don't leave nothing it's just in your area. But if you want to clean up the whole locker room, go for it. I've done that out of my own kindness and my heart. Um, and don't, don't smoke in the locker room if they tell you don't smoke in the locker room.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's just nasty.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm a very clean person. It's like, look, the up after yourself. Make sure your stuff smells good. And, like, make sure you, you look presentable. Just don't come in here smelling any type of way or anything like that. Just like, take care of yourself. That's it.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. Listen, like, those are all my heavy-hitting questions. But we do got to get into the best segment of the Three Count Podcast. And it is... The 3-Count Podcast, 10-Count Questions. No, Chaz, I will not acknowledge that the Red Dogs Power Rankings are retired. Yes. So we're not doing that. But this is the 3-Count Podcast, 10-Count Questions, and this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast, and whatever your answer is, that's your answer.
0: That's the answer. All right.
1: So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw. Smackdown. Favorite
0: movie? Uh Friday.
1: Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite cartoon? Family guy. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Favorite actor.
0: Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: It's a popular one on his podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Batman or Superman?
0: Batman. Favorite podcast. Three count podcast.
1: Ooh. Right. Yeah, it's Ooh. not like we have to nominate it everywhere. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast.
0: Uh, I don't know if it, you. You're
1: gonna have to repeat that one again because you kind of broke up.
0: Uh, Logan Easton LaRoe.
1: Yes. hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> I have to bring that man on this
0: podcast. <laughs> that man's good. And he's taught me a lot of stuff too. So he's, he'll, he'll be a good one to have on there.
1: Hell yeah. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast, favorite curse
0: word. Fuck.
1: Right. I mean, like, there's any other words really out there. I mean, I say be
0: that word. One. I say that word, least eighty percent of the time of the day.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a Bills fan, but I have Josh Allen as my quarterback. So that word left my mouth every other every other play last night. I was. I'm happy
0: telling this. you, that game was wild. I went to the Giants game. I was more interested in the Bills game than I was anything else.
1: <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> You know, Josh, man, you cost me fantasy points by fumbling the ball in the end zone.
0: Asshole. <laughs> Not you need to throw it. a pick in the end zone too? What a dummy.
1: Nah, I can't believe it. And then as a Broncos fan, I, lived that, I had to relive that as a Broncos fan because Allen throws the pick in the end zone and then Russ throws the pick in the end zone. I was like, of course, this is what happens.
0: Why are y'all throwing these passes in the end zone? Run the ball. I know, and it's not like Josh Allen can't run,
1: or Russ. It's weird. Just wild. Anyway, can't we? we're not here to talk about sports. This is, this is a wrestling podcast. So that's all my questions. But, Mr. Frazier, let the people know where they can find
0: you. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Gifted If for everything. And I know what the air
1: So you were breaking up really bad when you were giving your handles out.
0: So for pretty much everything from Twitter to Facebook to TikTok, everything's gifted if Facebook is Aaron Isaiah Johns.
1: There you go. He gave you his handles. He told you where he can find him. And you know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast Presents Now Entering. And I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, it's not about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring? Well, it's Philadelphia's own Isaiah Frazier right there. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or. You're following us on all of our social media platforms. You're even buying our merch. You're going around. You're telling your friends. You're commenting. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're even over on Apple Podcasts, leaving those five-star frog splash reviews. You're doing all that stuff, or you're really just waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, 3Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the 3Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the 3Count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. Show us the support, please.